And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, what's up with you? Hey, happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Oh yeah, this yeah. is the Thanksgiving episode, huh? Andrew, right. you... Uh, I mean, yeah, we're recording this right at uh, midnight Thanksgiving morning. Yep. Uh, I said, don't you hit that record button until we're speaking on Thanksgiving. That's right. We've all got our uh, turkey bibs on. And we are ready to consume a Thanksgiving meal together here at I've midnight. Got my, my feet in a bucket of cranberry sauce, <laughs> as is tradition. Robert's tradition, of course. Uh, guys, speaking of tradition, let's get to a show tradition and talk about some movies we've seen. Robert, hit us off with the first movie we've seen. Oh, movies we've seen uh, since we last talked. Um, I watched Goldeneye, Pierce Brosnan classic. Uh, Jamie hadn't seen it before. And I think she liked it. Um, and then I had some time where she was away and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to watch the rest of the Brosnan bonds. Get back into it. Um I imagine it's pretty weird going back to the the pre Daniel Craig, but post. It is. I mean, like all Bond movies share some sensibilities, and obviously a lot of uh, there's a lot of you know things that translate from one to another and kind of follow that whole thing. Um, Goldeneye is far and away my favorite. Uh, I feel like the other ones are just not not very good, uh, at least in comparison. Um, I remember, they, they have their moments. I but. remember people making fun of Tomorrow Never Dies just because it's like a a TV conglomerate villain. But is yeah. it does it hold that better than I than like we all kind of thought it did? I don't really think so. It's like he has a stealth ship that can kind of trick your radars into thinking that you're somewhere that you are not, or 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 even more accurately, like put you you would think you're like in international waters but your boat has started going off course and is now in like chinese waters sure. which is sort of the plot is like china and england are going to get in a big naval battle because they both thought they were in each other's territory the thing that annoys me is that i understand the concept of a stealth ship and being able to like be below radar and everything but like you can see the ship it's not like camouflaged or like invisible even though there is a movie in the Bond series that has an invisible car. Mm -hmm. like, that would have helped. So when they're, at the point where there's like people can stand on the deck of their ship and look and see the cell ship, it's kind of like, come on, what are we doing here? Um, it's the guy who plays, I mean, he's done a lot more than this, but he's like the high sparrow in Game of Thrones. He's a great actor, but he's just not an intimidating villain. And yeah, his whole thing is like, I'm going to own every newspaper, magazine, television, you know, show, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, corny um yeah not really a very good like vi like he's not a good main villain i feel like his uh the backup villain like the main henchman isn't good um is it 
Michelle Michelle Yao is in it. I'm trying to remember who the Bond girl is. She's good. Well, Terry she's not, Terry like, Hatchett's in that one, right? Terry Hatcher is in that one, and she is like new Bond before she was married to the villain, right? So I do like that there's a Bond girl that has like this connection to him, um, but it does get her killed in the movie. Ugh. And um, the guy who is that the right? I'm trying to remember because it almost like blending together a little bit. The guy who's like the angry ghost in ghosts the one who's in the subway like get off my train and oh actually teaches him yeah he's got a very unique like i know he had like a there was like a disease or whatever but he has a very unique face but um he's a great actor and he plays like a hitman who like bond shows up and she's like dead the his like the woman he knew is like dead in the room and on the tv it's like and just in you know whatever carver's wife was found dead in this hotel room along with an unknown english man and it's like implying that he can already put the news out that she's been killed and he's going to be killed. Yeah. And then that guy is there like, sorry, Mr. Bond, I'm here to kill you. And he's got this German accent or something. And it's just like a weird, that guy to have it a bond movie. He's such like a, I don't know. It was, it was an odd disconnect. I forget I what his name is, but I know exactly who you're talking about. He's a great, and he, he's a total that guy, but he's, he's so, so great. I believe he's passed away, but uh, rest in peace. Um, and world is not enough is the, that's the famous uh, Dr. Christmas one i think that's um with denise richards yeah Denise richards as christmas joe or is it christmas jones is maybe it's your name i think so it's either her yeah it's her first it's or last christmas, name yeah. which leads to maybe the grossest and uh worst like bond line at the end when he said i thought christmas only came once a year yeah gross gross um pretty bad bond um Oh, Max likes it, though. He's, like, jerking <laughs> off over there. I've always thought that was a fantastic line. His eyes bugged out like a cartoon wolf, and, like, he had to, like... Hong Kong, Hong Kong. His tongue rolled out. He had to, like, pull it to zap it back. Um, that one is more enjoyable to me, at least because the... There's more going on. That has the... I believe that's the one where he... This man dies in the beginning, and he goes to, like, his funeral, and his daughter is there. His beautiful daughter is there. And she had previously been like kidnapped by this uh, terrorist. And then the big twist in the movie is that it turns out she has like, uh, is it Munchausen syndrome? She like kind of fell for him in captivity and is helping him after the fact. Um, and Judy Dent uh, M gets, you know, more screen time. This was also Goldeneye was the introduction of the Judy Dench M. So yeah. I really liked that that was the start of her tenure in the films. Um, and then I believe World is Not Enough is also with uh, Desmond Llewellyn Q. Uh, that was his last film. And he introduces John Cleese as R. And he's like, he'll be taking over for me. And then I'm looking at it now like, ooh, John <laughs> Cleese, you fucking suck. Glad you're gone. Isn't like, isn't Q like a baby now? I'm trying to remember. In the, I think Q the, is a baby and uh, John yeah. Cleese is like a turf. So yeah, exactly. So um, better luck next time. Um, yeah, it's funny. He, the the last scene with Desmond Llewellyn Q is like, I've always tried to teach you two things. Like never let your enemy see you bleed. Never said that in any Bond movie I've ever seen. And then he said, always have an escape plan, which he's probably implied that. And then he lowers into the ground through like a, like a slow moving elevator. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, this escape plan is, I mean, <laughs> Bond wanted to, he could just shoot you in the head right, right. now. So, uh, but it was just a weird, like literally his last time on screen is like, Bye. Mm -hmm. and it's like going down. It's very odd. He's like doing that thing where he pretends like he's walking down a staircase. <laughs> See you um, later, Bone. Die Another Day is not good. That's the last Brosnan. That's the one where 
a North Korean general is trying to, he's developed like a satellite that can like shoot sunlight, like reflect sunlight down. And the idea is like, we can like make crops and stuff grow, but really it can like focus the heat so intensely that it can blow up all the mines over the 43rd parallel and kind of reunite Korea. Mm -hmm. And the main villain is an English guy who has had been like valmorphanized into a white guy. When you first see him in the movie, he's he's Korean and now he's a white guy. And the hen main henchman is like halfway done when Bond interrupts it. So in the starting, he gets like a suitcase blown up and these diamonds inside like inject into his face, like in the explosion. And they look pretty cool. They're like these like, like, like shooting stars on his face. And then halfway through the movie, he has blue eyes and super pale skin because they like interrupted the process. And I was like, this just feels like an old, a super old Bond where anyone thought this was a good idea. That's so, so, so bizarre. That's what I always heard because I've never seen Die Another Day, but it felt I, I heard that they tried to like course correct and they tried to make it like a Roger Moore, like, you know, era Bond where it's like kind of silly. Well, there is, and, the, there's a Rod, or not a Roger Moore, but there's a, I mean, there's probably a Roger Moore one like that too, but it's a Connery Bond where he gets like Asianified. Yeah. Yeah, he's like undercover, and they're like, well, "This is what we'll do to make people think you're Asian." It's like, okay, <laughs> well, just like Japanese in general, like on point, dude. Now, now, tell me, are you still going to call everyone? Every, are you still going to introduce yourself as Bond? Because that's going to just ruin the whole thing if you keep doing that. Right. I, I, I just meant like in terms of tone, like the movie itself kind of oh. became like a little. They tried I to mean, like make it a little more of the like Bond of old, where like it was kind of more of like a caper, like it's kind of. It's really goofy. They the villain has a basically a Nintendo power glove at the end that can like shoot lightning out of it. It's really really weird. Cool. Um, and that's the Halle Berry Bond as well. Um, Who sent Bond you? Your mama. I know that line. Yes, that's right. Um, so watch those. Uh, what other movies did I see? Oh, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, you saw oh, it? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I see it. Um, don't know if we're covering it on the pod at any point. Uh, I have mixed feelings about it. It's so much, uh, you know, relies so much on calling back to and referencing another movie, um, particularly the first one. It actually doesn't mention the second one a lot. In fact, they're like, oh, you don't remember like all the 80s stuff that happened with Ghosts in New York? And then like, but then they say like specific years, which is only like the first movie. And I'm like, so do people not remember that? fucking vigo game like, I, yeah i saw an article that that like the the title of it just was like a clarification of yes ghostbusters 2 is still canon after ghostbusters afterlife i'm like what did the fucking movie do like what damage Appar did it well because apparently like and also i think ghostbusters the game is canon it is the video game it's supposed and to be i anyways. think a couple comics are canon i can't fucking keep track of this shit but Kristen um, wig yeah, but women, uh, no, not no, canon. not no, not the one with women, and especially because they also had like those characters. Well, they had the actors who played the original Ghostbusters as characters that weren't the Ghostbusters in that one, mm -hmm. which means that if it was canon, there'd be like they'd have twins running around. That'd be too crazy. <laughs> That's too much. What um, if they no, were just I, ghosts? They could explain this away. Yes, um, I yeah, I have really mixed feelings, especially the third act. Um, I mean, I feel like what makes Ghostbusters Ghostbusters is those actors in New York, they're like basically like exterminators and they're learning their field as they go along. And it's just like watching these schlubby guys save the world. So it's very totally different when it's like made more of like 
as a family movie and not as a comedy. There's like funny parts and like people make try and say jokey things, but it's not the same like tone, in my opinion, as that one, the original one. And also it's like the setting is so different. I feel like there's just like a character to it's almost like New York is a character in the Ghostbusters film. (laughs) Um, But it really does like feel different to have it be like out in the middle of uh, Oklahoma or wherever the hell it is. Um, and Oklahoma is this certainly not a character in this. No, movie. I've never seen a movie where it was like, hell yeah, Oklahoma, where the wind goes streaming down the lane or whatever. Uh, it's interesting. I would be interested to hear what you guys uh, think if you if you happen to watch it. But I'm going to keep kind of my opinions closer to my to my chest until uh, maybe we've seen it. Sure. Um, it's not something I'd be adverse to covering at some point, but I'm not sure I want to go to the theater to see it. No, you don't have to. I mean, not that it didn't have, like, the sound of a fucking, like, it's in my brain. Like, the sound of a proton pack turning on is, yeah. like, a t- S-tier sound. Hearing it and hearing the Ecto-1 and all this crazy stuff, like, in a theater and surround sound was, like, excellent. It was awesome. But, yeah, it definitely feels like you could wait. It also kind of feels like the sort of movie that will be out on digital before too long. So, if we want to, hey, maybe that'll be our scary movie for next October. Duh! <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, weird, weird stuff. No Slimer. Hey, is that a spoiler? No Slimer. We're in, we're in Muncher territory now, buddy. That's true. It's Muncher, who is voiced by, did you hear? Josh I, Gad. Josh Gad, that's right. I knew it was a name, but I couldn't remember what the name was. You thought it was Chris Pratt, but nope. <laughs> yeah, Mike Gad. Mitchell must be pissed. Another role he lost to Gad. <laughs> Which is, I think they were like making fun of and kind of like sort of fake excited about Muncher at first. Now that it's Gad, oh, they're probably I know, at least on like um, the the high network website, they were doing a bunch of articles about Muncher, as like a as a gag, not as a gad, but as a gag. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll keep my Muncher opinions to myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Does Muncher give someone a blowjob? You'll have to find out. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah, I was hoping we'd get that one out of you, but I guess we'll have to see the movie. Yeah, Our, uh, I think that's all I've seen for my movies. Max, what about you? Uh, I watched uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight with uh, Gina Davis and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. This is the first time I'd seen it. Ooh, what do you think? I liked it. I thought yeah, it was good. good. There's Andrew, have you seen it? No, I haven't. I don't want to spoil too much, but I think my f- favorite part of the whole movie, and the movie's pretty good, but my favorite part, uh, she throws a, a young girl out a window okay like, i think through the glass and and into a, a well, um a tree outside is it too much of a spoiler to say like what's going on with gina davis in the movie max uh probably yeah, as, not. as long as she's throwing beforehand. young women out the window say no yeah. more i'm i'm in yeah that she's like she's having memory issues no yeah she's she, she starts the movie with amnesia and then yes. she starts uh like gaining some of her, her memories back yes so maybe yeah. that kid wronged her and she knew she needed oh, to yeah, that was a memory yeah. she was getting back. And then she's like, Ooh, actually that was like some different kid. I, that you just looked similar. <laughs> Oops. Um, no, it is. Uh, that is a, and I'm also, is that not a holiday movie or when does that take place around? I think it's holiday. Yeah. It, it takes place in around Christmas. Yeah. Hey, so perfect one to gather the family around. And, <laughs> uh, I think Gina Davis says she's going to suck Samuel ja- Jackson's uh, dick at one point. Wow. So there you go. Oh, God. That's why I watched it. It happens exactly. in way more movies than I remember, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then she changes her name to Muncher. <laughs> <laughs> the long uh, munch. Good night. 
but yeah, it's a good one. Uh, lots of action, lots of fun. Um, yeah, check it out. I also watched the Mosquito Coast. You guys heard of that one? Harrison no. Ford. Harrison Ford. That's correct. Great. Um, and it's about this this guy who's not too impressed with the direction that the United States is going, and ends up hey, buying. Get in line. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Yeah, Max, too bad you can't relate to the movie. Oh my gosh, there was too much about this movie that uh, that was, you know, triggering. You're like, what's this dude complaining about? <laughs> but uh, uh, Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, his wife, they end up moving down to, uh, like, they buy a place. I forget where it is. Uh, hopefully, he he doesn't fly, hopefully he doesn't fly them there. <laughs> He, I think they take a big uh, a boat for a while. And <laughs> I heard Helen Mirren got the role because she was like, I love the Makita, Mosquito Coast movies, <laughs> and I'd love to be in one one time. In, in that exact accent. That like, was they her. haven't made one yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I think it's based on a book. Uh, they are actually now, the, the writer of the book, his son, is like starring in a TV show called The Mosquito Coast based on... Oh boy, get it it's together, weird. guys! Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's it's kind of crazy. Keeping it in the family. Fuck. The movie was very interesting. Um, yeah. Like things go go crazy once they get down there, and Harrison Ford is a little stubborn, and I don't no. know. It's, it's like Swiss uh, Family yeah. Robinson, and it's a, but it's like more realistic. Where it's like it would be hard to be on your own and make it all work. Like it would fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I watched Finch with. Uh, with Tom Hanks and a dog and a robot. And a robot. And, uh, How was that? Um, too much Tom Hanks. Aesthetic? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Robert's shocked here. He, his jaw dropped to the floor. Uh, I, I feel like I've had my fill of Tom Hanks being very, very Tom Hanks, which he is in this movie. Uh, I know he's supposed to be America's dad. And maybe that's why I'm so upset with him he is kind of the, is that the seth green or seth mcfarlane show oh american dad oh i, I don't know i feel like America's i feel like i've dad. heard him oh like he's the dad of, like he's a dad in every movie now or whatever it was weird uh, when tom hanks showed up in this movie he was like good morning usa <laughs> it just feels very much like tom hanks had something to say and it was awful and he he spent a lot of like time and money what? to say it <laughs> Because he's the only one in the movie. He's the only one talking, the only one with a, a, a voice in it. I guess there's also the robot is voice. Oh, what, the dog someone. doesn't bark? The robot doesn't say something? <laughs> but um, it, it was very weird, the message that uh, he ended up delivering by the end of the movie. They're really, I don't think it's very redeemable. <laughs> I don't think it was hmm. very great. It's, it's not a very positive message. Um, and I don't necessarily think it was worth saying and I've, I've heard it elsewhere it's not just his but um i'm tom hanks i have type 2 diabetes like over <laughs> and over again tom wrap it up he was i'll just okay i'll sum it up he basically pulled a kevin costner superman dad like he is oh, just, not he another has, hurricane he dies in a hurricane that pretty much essentially <gasps> he's the <laughs> Uh, watch the movie. You'll see what I'm talking about. He's just kind of, he, he has an awful opinion of the world that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Got it. And yet he really thinks he like knows everything and has to tell everyone that like he's got, but it, it, it wasn't really presented as the wrong thing. It was presented in that, uh, 
in that Tom Hanks tone of like, I'm delivering some wise sage words of advice for everyone who's listening. And like, but it was terrible. So I don't know. For me, it felt bad. (laughs) Even though the movie has a dog and a robot at the center of it and an an incredible RV. For Max, dog, robot, cool RV. Aesthetically, it's Then Tom Hanks opened his mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Just not worth it. I, should have like, been, been Chet Hanks. <laughs> I would have probably preferred it. Oh, Everything boy. comes out of his mouth is good. <laughs> I Every actually accent? don't know who Chet Hanks is, so I don't know what he said. I'm oh, not, boy. Well, get mad. Hey, you got some homework, Max. You look up, <laughs> something to look, look forward to. Chet tonight. Hanks controversial after we get off this record. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe it. Who knows? Who knows what Tom Hanks passed on to his kid? <laughs> I think oh, he, not, oh, he I taught think... Chet Hanks that. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm doing this accent. Uh, my dad does it around the house all the time. He thinks it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't want me to say that, but I'm Chet. That's pretty much all I've seen. Uh, I would be curious to see what you guys think of Finch because I, I feel like I... It it's does, only like, Apple TV? Push... Mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do want. I I want to check it out, but I. Uh, I think yeah, we're gonna do. Movie. Yeah, I think we're gonna do Apple TV just to get to watch like the last or the most recent season of uh, Ted Lasso. So mm-hmm. we, I don't know, maybe I'll watch Finch just to kind of just to really wet Max's appetite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's it for me though. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I just watched School of Rock last night. Um, rewatched it. It's fun. Jack Black, like we were, I was watching it with a group of friends over text, and somebody made the point that Jack Black's maybe the only actor that could do this movie because, like, it's somehow not. I mean, like, the story is itself creepy, but Jack Black never comes off as creepy doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, he's only, he's like one of, like, I don't know, like three actors who could do this and not feel like it's not have a tone of, like, creepiness or weirdness to it. Like, Obviously, what he's doing is wrong and bad, but, you know, he's, he himself, Jack Black, just has such a, I don't know, like a great, just an energy that makes it feel less gross, where it could feel very gross under a different actor, I guess. Um, But it's really fun. The songs are great. The, you know, it's a really fun movie. Comedy's good, so... Yeah, I don't know, School of Rock. It's, like, on Netflix for, I think, another week or something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's the only movie I've seen. Fellas, let's talk about some television shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. (laughs) We've seen. Robert, TV. It has been quite the couple weeks for adaptations. Um... I watched adaptation. I watched adaptation, and not an adaptation of a movie. Weirdly, um, no. I watched a couple shows that are like uh, adapted from things. I watched almost all of Cowboy Bebop. Mm. I, um, by the way, I had a text over that same text thread. Somebody in there knows you in, in that, and they wanted to hear your opinion, Addison. I don't know if you. Oh, Addison, uh, Addison, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, ran into ran into them um, in Ballard a, a little while ago, yeah, like they, a few months ago. They were up from Nolens. Yeah, they want they really want to hear your opinion of it. So, Robert of Bebop, have at. I'm trying to remember. I might have gone with Addison to see right? the movie. I might have gone with I might have gone with them to uh, the Cowboy Bebop 
movie in theaters. I think Max, you and I saw it together. The movie. That could be true. Yeah. Um, I saw. I know I saw it twice in theaters, and I'm almost positive I saw it once with Edison. Um, it is kind of like when you watch uh, a fan film on YouTube a bit, mm-hmm. in a good way and a bad way, because I feel like sometimes fans like have this meticulous nature and will kind of get a lot of details right. And then there's other details and things like the spirit of the actual original work and stuff that they didn't get right. It has the uphill battle of being an adaptation of an anime, which is, you know, I would think, I think also ironically, it is more cartoony than the cartoon that it is based on. Interesting. Probably Bebop is a very somber. There's a lots of goofy moments and like people do exaggerated things sometimes. There's episodes that are a lot goofier than others, and there's some like the the vicious episodes where it's like very serious. It's it's very goofy a lot of the time. They mention shitting. There's a lot of like bathroom humor, which isn't present in the show at all. Huh. Um, Good. I was some... I was questioning whether I wanted to watch this. I think I will. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of shit um, talk. There's. Uh, I would say that. The, the actor they got to play Jet is probably the best. That's um, what I've heard. Um, the look, the mannerisms, um, the tone of voice, and kind of the delivery, like, knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. John Cho as Spike is not as laissez-faire as he normally is. Like, he's he, like Spike in the show is a lot more, like, zen about things. Mm-hmm. And this version is a lot more, like, too cool for school and... And and Spike does vacillate between kind of different. Sometimes he plays himself up a little bit more, but like, I don't know, just something off. I don't really love the version of Faye. I wish I did, but she's just like, doesn't have like the confidence, and doesn't kind of keep stuff close enough to her, as the Faye in the series does or in the the anime series, which is a shame because I also know that like, they sort of like push together certain elements of episodes like they have the teddy bomber episode where a guy's blowing up teddy bears around the city and he's just like a character in an episode with vicious and other people hmm. that isn't really like the focal point the other thing is vicious and julia who are like spike's former lover and his former um partner in the syndicate are like a married couple and are also like in every episode and it was much nicer in the show that like he would come up or, or he would, or Spike would hear that Julia was on this planet. So for this two part episode, he goes to find her and is obsessed. And you don't know why he doesn't do much more than these little flashbacks, but you know, there's this importance. And this one, just like you see her every episode and she's sitting around with vicious or talking about how it's scary to be involved with the syndicate or thinking about Spike. And it's just kind of like takes all the mystique away. Hmm. Vicious is also terrible. That's like a really bad, like cosplay version of vicious. Um, it's weird seeing him because he always, to me, looks like an anti version of Spike. Like he has like a similar hair, but like white and just like more like baggy eyes. And this one, he's like, it's weird seeing like him with like any sort of like stubble or like facial hair. So like, it's just like, it's just like odd seeing that. Hmm. Um, it's just, it's just like messy. I wanted, wanted to love it so much more than I did. And I'm not quite finished, but I did see the last scene of the last episode. I'm only like one or two episodes behind. Um, did, you, and did you skip forward to it or it w- this was spoiled somewhere? I was, I had a thing like I looked up where a character was going to show up and then I had to see the scene and it's 
bad. Um, yeah, I had that spoiled for me too. Somebody sent me the video and it's titled "Blank the Meets thing. Blank," yeah. and I was just like, Robert, what? <laughs> Robert, yeah, Robert, I can watch the show how I want. I, uh, no, I was wondering. You can't just send it to Andy. Yeah, he like was just that. implying oh. that you sent me. Yeah, no, it was uh, the, yeah. I was a little annoyed that somebody sent that. Yeah, I think that that a lot of people were getting it. Like Netflix, like there was stuff online. Like the the morning it it like came out, like the the episode dropped. Where it's like you literally couldn't have watched all the episodes before this was out on the internet sure. for people. So it is annoying in that sense. Um, and also terrible. We're all beating around the bush, but like yeah, there's just like uh, certain characters just don't translate well. And from anime to live action, and this. Uh, is not, not good sure. to me. Um, so that's a bit of a bummer. Um, another adaptation I watched was The Wheel of Time. Me too, Robert. Ooh. Well, I won't say too much, so maybe you can talk. We can speak a little more on it when it gets to your TV you've seen. But um, I have, there's only three eps out. I think the their new ones are coming out on Fridays. Um, I'm liking it so far. It's good. I've I'm really familiar with the books. Jamie loves them. Um, she was like, we were reading them together. She was like reading them to me kind of early on our relationship. I'd like loved as you're falling asleep and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tuck me to bed, read my wheel of time for me. Um, no, I really enjoy it. And some, some, uh, an example of like a good, like all the heroes are super white in the books. And I'm glad that they made the two rivers and the main characters and stuff more diverse. I think that just is like more fun and makes the world more interesting um, I also think like the Trollocs look fucking great. They looked, like, yeah, they looked awesome. They're, they look really gross. They all look a little different kind of orcish in that way that like <laughs> some of them have like more, you know, ram horns and different kind of horns. And some of them are all chopped off and some of them are bigger and smaller. And the, it's like a good, a mix of practical and CG that looks really great. Um, so I'm enjoying that. And then, uh, the other, I guess technically an adaptation is, um, Arcane, which is the League of Legends um, show. I'm going to have to watch that. It's fun. I love it. It's so okay. great. I don't know anything about League of Legends other than like some Same. characters that have broken through via like a music video or just like a meme or something. I'm like, oh, I guess it's a League of Legends character. Um, it's a little prequely because I believe these are some of these characters before they have all their like gear and stuff that they would be using in the League of Legends game. But um it is, it is gorgeous. It is an absolutely gorgeous show. Um, I really, really love it. The characters are great. There's a little bit of a, a time jump at one point. There's nine episodes total. They're all out now. Um, there's a little bit of a time jump at one point, which I really liked. And um, another little detail, and I keep mentioning this every time I talk about it, is it's like this kind of like nice, soft, like um, I, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. It's not. Um, cell shaded but there's this quality to the animation that looks really nice and looks like they're sort of like planes to it um but it's all very smooth the action's very fast and then when there's like explosions and smoke it's like i think traditionally like 2d animated mm -hmm. so there's like a building will crack in half and like this rubble will fall and then the smoke will billow out and it's just like disney looking smoke on this like computer rendered you know thing and i'm like that just like punches it up a lot i i really love that like difference in it um, man, oh man, it's great. My only minor critique is it's a little heavy on like, and it's part of the vibe of the show, so I don't blame it. It's just not my cup of tea. But like, there's a lot of like imagined, imagined dragons and like 
this kind of music that's like mm-hmm. kind of like badass like stuff and it's like it fits it fits for like what they're going for but it's not like it's not your cup of tea it doesn't get me hyped up and like i could see if i was a little bit younger and i was also like playing league of legends i'd be like oh fuck yeah but it's just like it's a little like (laughs) i love i I love this like indictment of young people who play league of legends you know (laughs) hey it's for the millennials one of them no, I, it's I just like, uh, and it's not even like they do the whole soundtrack or anything, but like, there's just like a vibe to the show and the music where like, it doesn't fully connect with me. And I, I but I completely see where it, what it's going for. And I appreciate that other people probably are over the moon for it, but that's, that's my very minor, minor thing. About sure. It. Well, um, yeah, think- I've, I've heard good things about it and I, I could, I could care less about League of Legends, but they just announced Project L and I sent you guys a link mm-hmm. to it. It's a video game that looks like the new Marvel versus Capcom. And it looks so amazing that I now feel like I have to learn everything about League of Legends. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm going to start with the show. You should check it out. I was, I didn't, again, I went in completely blind, but I was like, the animation looks amazing. I have to check this out. And I really, really love it. And just stuff like it just feels like you couldn't do with, you know, in, in live action. Like this one episode had people on uh, kind of like these like rocket sleds in the sky and the movement of it. And like the angles they get of people like flying towards each other and getting knocked off or falling and like landing on another one. I was like, this is like, I would pay to watch this in a theater. Like, it's like amazing looking. It's so good. So was it anything like, uh, was it anything like Channing Tatum uh, and Jupiter Ascending? Yeah. The rocket skate stuff. I mean, almost as badass as that. Now (laughs) Channing Tatum had Imagine Dragons playing during his scenes. I think he might've actually. Hey. (laughs) You don't. It's not hard to imagine dragons in a world where a dogman exists. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's TV I've seen. Max, All what right. about you? Uh, I watched uh, the Ted Lasso. I watched the the end of season one. Uh, I think that's a pretty pretty good movie or a pretty good series. Um, I hear season two is not as good as season one, so I'm kind of like dreading starting that one up. Season one's really like, good though, so like I I have not watched season two yet, but I really liked season one quite a lot. Same. So yeah, and I kind of wanted to keep it at that level. I don't want to have like the disappointment of the season two, but sure, you know I'll probably get around to it at some point. Um, but, yeah, I took I, my I, sweatshirt off and I couldn't hear what the episode or the show you're talking about, and I was trying to get it through context clues. Is it Seinfeld? That's right. Yeah, it's oh, a, okay. a type of rope that you kind of hurdle some <laughs> cattle with and. Uh, Oh, Tex Lasso. Yeah. Yes. The cowboy uh, mm-hmm. astronaut. Yeah. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, I like that they're uh, willing to make kind of blind positivity uh, successful. <laughs> like a lot of shows don't really allow for that or they're just terrible shows. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like the anti-Finch, like it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the, the other side of this that like, like you being a nice person can rub off on other people. Yeah. I think is the, the uh, idea of it. Although it kind of, I don't know if this uh, weirds you guys out, but the intro where there's like a, there's a whole stadium filled with blue seats and then Ted Lasso sits down and all the seats start turning red. Like the idea I think is the, his positivity spreading essentially. And then it writes out his name, Ted Lasso. He's flipping, he's flipping England to Republican. That's what I exactly. That's what I was thinking. It really is the Tories and the whatever. <laughs> I Although I, what maybe the... maybe that's what's going on because like the I, 
who knows? Anyway, <laughs> it, it just feels weird as an American watching everything turn red. No, I understand. Like, oh my. I, I say understand. we take back the color red. <laughs> red, um, you're on notice. I think we should take Ryan back Reynolds having the rock. red hats with little white lettering on the front. I think we should take it back. Oh, my God. Okay, moving on. Uh, I've also started watching Why the Last Man. Mm. Haven't I never quite, finished the first season. I never finished the comic, and I still haven't finished the first season, but I probably will soon. Uh, and it doesn't sound like we might get a second season. We'll see. So. Yeah, if we get a second season, it will be on a different network because they, they canceled it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. The showrunner, I think, says that they still want to continue working on it. So I think they're shopping it around elsewhere. Um, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch, but I don't know if it would be one of those things that like, we'll see by the end of the season, but am I really, am I going to want to continue with that when there are other things to watch? I don't know. And then I've also been watching some more documentary now, season two, another, uh, one with Helen Mirren and, uh, just got to the episode. Um, oh, I forget the name of the band but they're basically uh taking on stop making sense with the talking heads uh and that one is so good i can't believe like they they make a ton of different songs and just throw in the like kind of um the basic lyrics of just uh you know fred armison will be mm-hmm. saying a sentence that like hello i see you over there <laughs> let's go to the store or something uh-huh. i don't know it's just it's so fucking funny and like the way they dance, the way they set everything up, it really, this is one of those ones. I don't know most of the documentaries that they're, that they're uh, referencing for the most part, but, but I have seen stop making sense. Sure. And they did a great job with the music. The, the music sounds good too on its own. They do a good job of performing it, but like, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. I was laughing pretty often. Nice. But that, that's all I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, just the wheel of time for me. Um, Robert, I did see the, so I've only seen the first two episodes, but I saw them in a movie theater for the premiere, the Seattle premiere. So what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Um, I really liked the first two. You can't get to the theater for Ghostbusters. Remember (laughs) Wheel of Time? Hey, you know what? I got to see the Wheel of Time for free, baby. So maybe if Uh... I have a Jason or Ivan Reitman, whichever one fucking made ghostbusters you want to see me in the theater you gotta pay for my seat baby it was baby right it was jason uh the baby right um so yeah i i like the first two episodes a lot i have no familiarity with the books whatsoever um i'm really intrigued by it i i like you know like i've i've said you know before that one of the things i like about like lord of the rings and star wars is kind of this like big expansive world and I think Wheel of Time is doing a good job of, like, really creating that sense of, like, there is just a huge fucking world out there filled with, like, a bunch of interesting shit that I'm excited for them to cross paths with. And it's now been renewed for a second and third season, so I think they will get, get pretty far. Um, there's a lot of books, so I don't... I, yes. I'm interested because, like, from what I understand, in the books, the books take place over a course of two years and is that right wow there's like 14 or 15 books so unless they want to just like throw it all out the window and just say like ah, these you know this show will take place over the course of five or six years or whatever however long it ends up going um without betraying you know just like you can't feasibly say oh yeah this show took place over two years when like all the actors are now like much 
older. You know what I mean? Yeah, using canes and stuff like that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I thought the effects were really good. Some stuff looked a little corny, but, you know, whatever. Some of, like, the magical stuff, like, the obvious CG isn't, like, the best, but it's, like, forgivable. And it's, yeah. like, I try and I, be dis- It's kind of, really, like, we don't know I what pr- magic looks like in real life, so whatever. It's true. It's, you know. I really prefer when they use practical magic. You know, uh, they don't, they don't do the, the, the CG. Just actually do the magic. Just get them. Yeah. You know, I know it's more expensive. Get a magician on set. Yeah. Conjure up some magic. It's not that hard. Bring in Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Let's get some practical magic going. Um. So yeah, yeah I I enjoyed it. I really like the first two episodes. I haven't watched the third one yet. I will get to it soon. But yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. It has a very like. And I talked to somebody, uh, one of my other podcasts, Nerddom, my co-host is very familiar with the books, and she even said as much that like the first bit of the books and the first episode are really reminiscent of Lord of the Rings in a lot of like, some things almost seem like a shot-for-shot <laughs> remake of Lord of the Rings in certain respects, but that sort of it deviates from that going forward, and that's, you know couldn't really help it in terms of of not doing yeah it, but. there's changes they made that are like jamie's a super fan so she's telling me all the stuff that changes like perrin perrin's character is different like he didn't have like a wife yeah and he sure, sure as hell didn't the events that transpired in the first episode sure as didn't happen in the book as a right. result right um there is uh one of my favorite characters so far is in the third episode cool uh, andrew so i'm excited for you yeah to she said the same thing them? so yeah anyways that it for TV. Guys, let's talk about the movie we all watched for this episode. Going on Disney Plus, Disney's Jungle Cruise. That's right. We watched Jungle Cruise on Disney Plus, starring The Rock, Emily Blunt, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. And a British guy and some ghosts. <laughs> uh, Jungle Cruise streaming on Disney Plus now available to everybody with a Disney Plus subscription. Finally. Before we get to uh, plot stuff, would you guys recommend people log on to their Disney Plus and watch Jungle Cruise? If they have to log in, I don't. Think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's like a. I think it's like a fun enough, and I think like the timing is pretty good with Thanksgiving holiday. I feel like this is a, a good one to throw on there. Well, we'll mm-hmm. get into it a little bit. Um, I think there's, you know, I think there's been better adaptations of Disney rides, but um, this was uh, like light, light and pretty fun. Has some creative stuff going on. I don't know. Yeah. What did you think, Max? I think you're you're kind of on to it there. Yeah, it's it's it can be fun. It it. Is something that's probably worth watching if you're in the mood for something light. Um, but don't log in to do it, you know? Yeah, use a, use a NordVPN. You can. <laughs> if you have to f- remember your password, skip it. But if, you already, if it's already saved in there, go for it. How I'm bored, you? though. Can't you just log into Disney Plus so we can watch anything? No? Nope. I'm sorry. Sorry. The man on the podcast said not to. <laughs> But you know he did recommend Bordock Empire, so maybe we can find that, sweetheart. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, here's a here's a new recommendation. Uh, oh, I'm reaching God. back a little bit. If if you don't like, I, I think I already recommended it, but I was thinking about this earlier. If you don't like Cowboy Bebop, this one has Cowboy Bebop vibes and does it successfully in live action. 
you should watch uh, Netflix's Space Sweepers Korean movie. Uh, I just put it in chat. Oh, uh, that was okay. Good was branding re- there, Max. <laughs> I was re- I I did not where you were going from. I was like, are you saying they adapted the animatronics from the Jungle Cruise ride? Well, <laughs> I was like, what is he this doing? Is completely about? unrelated to this. Okay, you just okay, mentioned okay. you just mentioned me uh, recommending something else that I figured I'd sure. I feel like someone else maybe recommended or did you recommend this on another episode? <laughs> I think I did. I did. Okay. But nobody's watched it yet. I keep recommending this one oh. and nobody watched it. it we have to we have to watch Empire. it just to get him to shut up about it. Okay. Yeah. Watch this one and all of Boardwalk Empire, and then you'll see. Oh, I, I have... I'll stop mid-season. Though. <laughs> oh, come on. I missed the, the best parts. No, the best parts are probably the, the first season. Anyways, uh, yeah. Andrew, what did you think? May I talk about Jungle Cruise now? I suppose so. All right, great. I disagree with both of you, and I saw the runtime for this movie, and I was like, two hours and ten minutes? What? Come on, like what can possibly happen in two hours and ten minutes? How long is this cruise? I, I broke open my break glass in case of emergency case that has my doctor runtime lab coat on, and I was going to complain about this fucking runtime, and you know what? I really enjoyed this movie. I did not wow. feel its runtime whatsoever, and I will go as far as to say I think it is the best movie based on a Disney Park ride to have come out. Wow, we should pull up. Can you pull up, Andrew? What? How many? How many movies are based on Disney rides at this point? We got Country Bear. We got um, uh, Song, Song, the, Song, the, Song of the, the South, South is maybe the best. That's the bar. That's the bar for me. Um, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy was a ride first, right? Yeah, Isn't true, yeah, true, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Tower of Terror show, the Twilight Zone, terrible. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow, Andrew, that's a, a glowing recommendation. Yeah, well, that's I, exciting. I quite enjoyed it. So let's talk big about rock fan. Yeah, I would heartily recommend people watch it. I think it's a great family flick. It's fun. It's it you know it's light. It's you know uh, the runtime. I okay. F- to be fair, the runtime is a deterrent. Like oh, I wait, have. Okay, he's taking his his yeah, lab coat. Here we go. His doctor runtime <laughs> jacket is going on. It two hours and ten minutes is a bit of a roadblock if you're just gonna be like, hey family, let's sit down and watch this movie. Like, I know it's it's not a you know, it's not like the return of the king extended cut or anything like that. But I, I wish. Do, right? Can you imagine if this movie was just that? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, like Go to sit down, it doesn't have any of the actors advertised, it's just Return of the King. You're like, huh, well I like it. Oh, I, I mean, do like <laughs> this movie, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just I, I do think that the the just cut it down a little bit. But anyways, let's talk about this movie, Jungle Cruise. What did you... So, I thought The Rock and Emily Blunt were quite good together. Mm-hmm. I was not anticipating to like their chemistry very much. I thought they were great. And, I don't know, like, for me, this movie kind of gave me the mummy vibes a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It's It feels like it's trying to... It, it's... It doesn't feel as like scary as the mummy is trying to be. Obviously sure. there's some like creepy stuff, like the conquistadors <clears throat> and stuff, but it's all kind of played pretty, pretty goofy. So, um, I, so, did, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I really did enjoy that. The rock would just like, uh, lay out a bunch of corny ass jokes. That's, that was my favorite part. Well, of I that. mean that, and that is directly from the ride where the, the skipper on every jungle cruise has their own jokes that they'll tell. I thought that was a great, and, I thought that was yeah. a great addition to the movie to have the rock be like a corny jungle cruise. Yeah. Skipper. Doing the jungle cruise bit that you get when you actually ride the ride. Is yeah. Very funny. 
um, but, including like the natives shoot at him and they're like people he knows because he's like kind of like, hey, don't shoot so close to me. And they're like, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Kind of back up into the jungle. Like the, the thing, the vibes that I was getting from this were uh, Pirates of the Caribbean again. Like they, they just said like, hey, we this was successful the first time we did it. Let's do it again. So they got another uh, captain of a ship that's a little bit quirky. And then like another Kira Knightley coming in and uh, and, you know, shaking things up a little bit. But no Orlando have... Bloom. There's no Orlando Bloom. <laughs> let's uh, let's give the movie some credit. They didn't uh, replace Orlando Bloom with anybody. Orlando Bloom was the Jaguar <laughs> <laughs> or the British guy. He, he was. Yeah, he split into two he was an amalgamation of. Yeah. Yeah. But they they had the undead uh, people who were who couldn't, you know, could not die. They had been cursed for centuries uh, to live in the water, essentially. Uh, and they, like, took on uh, parts of this nature, right? Like, I like exact, that. It, but it's exactly like Davy Jones and how he's, like, half octopus. That's true. And, and, like, they have the undead guys that, like, part of their head is missing and stuff. It just really, really felt to me almost identical to... Hey, but you uh, know what? They did it better, baby. So you know what? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. It was, it was less characters than like the whole crew of the ship, and they all had like a unique like one guy is like part of like it's like he's like a beehive and honey. One guy is completely mud. Another dude is all trees. And then what's the fourth guy? He's, he's like snakes. A, snakes. Well, yeah, but isn't there like a fourth crew member? Not not including the captain. Mud. I, don't think, so. I think mud, mud is who honey. You're <laughs> Mud, honey, uh, tree man, and I thought there was like one other guy. Maybe it was just the snake man. Um, well, the snake snake man like was the one. captain. I like so it, yeah. If we're gonna, <clears throat> I guess like the scary imagery in this is that like the 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 four like you know cursed bad guys. At times, the imagery is probably a little, maybe a little scary for kids. Like, I don't know, the fact that, like, the main bad guy, like, can, like, slice his face half open and snakes will just, like, burst out of a hole yeah. in his face. It was fucking, you know, it's weird and maybe probably a little scary for some kids. And the, the, fact the idea of fighting someone in his hand, like, every part of his body is a snake that can come off and, like, and bite you is, like, scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh. I also, like, I want to shout out Jesse Plemons. Yeah. As- um prince joaquin joaquin um who's an actual person in history that was uh the archduke uh, archduke's son i believe in mm-hmm. real life so yeah kind was... of a weird to have like this goofy version of, of this real world person but it was it was strange to have two sets of villains in this movie that are both chasing the good guys and at no point do the villains ever team up or like there's a brief moment of adversary where like they do kind of clash with each other, but they never really intersect the villains at all. Yeah. Like Clemens, once he gets the information he wants, like screws the other, the like supernatural villains over. He's like, oh, I'll just like these bees come and tell him where this item is. And then he kills the bees and is like, ha, now they can't report back. But I'm pretty also- sure he like doesn't kill one all the way or something. Yeah. There's also a, a third villain that they kind of drop early on with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yes. he's a he's a port villain, and then once they leave the port, he is like he stays there. He stays stationary. Yeah, he is a villain that they just once the movie's basically over, they return to to say like, hey, remember when you were the bad guy? <laughs> Not anymore. He truly right? just like throws his hat down and is like, oh, you're back. Like he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, I read or I didn't read. Uh, I thought I heard on uh, blank check 
that Paul Giamatti demanded that he have a monkey sidekick, <laughs> uh, but Disney didn't want to either animate it or like or was just like you know like yeah, a real monkey is a pain in the ass. No, how about like a parrot? Uh huh. And then they gave they gave him a parrot instead. But I wish he would have stuck to his guns. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. If you're gonna make demands, Paul, Mr. Giamatti, uh, stick to your guns, buddy. Yeah. If Why the Last Man can do it in a TV series, I'm sure Disney. <laughs> could Come on, drop the money. Um, yeah, I liked Emily Blunt's character. I thought she was like, I liked that she's like wasn't like a planner. She was kind of getting along by like improvising the whole time, and and sometimes for better or for worse. But I just liked that element of it. What did you guys think about? Her brother and a particular scene where he talks to the rock. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I it's like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I liked the brother. I liked the element of the brother. I think this is what you're getting at that. The brother is gay and that mm. he basically, he like has can do you bleep. Can you bleep that? So Disney doesn't take the podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> has that been a thing? They didn't explicitly say it, but they all but say it. Yeah. So, yeah, basically they hint, he hints that he's made a lifestyle change that is not conducive to marrying women is like basically how he phrases it. And so his entire family has disowned him other than Emily Blunt. And so I I liked the scene in terms of like his delivery. I thought the the line about like I walk into a volcano for her was like very sweet because like, you know, she loves her brother and like wants to, you know, like made him feel accepted and the rest of the family was like fuck off and so i mm-hmm. i liked that aspect of it but i you know you know like i he did it he performed it well i you know it was it was nice that the rocks macho character was just like hey great good for you and whatever yes. so um and there's not like a thing where it's like he doesn't like have a thing for the rock he's like he's just kind of like a stuffy guy from england in the way anyone would be so there's really not a lot like it feels like you could also lean into in a bad way, and I feel like that character was. He just felt like his own person, and they have this little tidbit of a backstory that I'm sure they could conveniently cut out for international. For, sure, for right. Movie. <laughs> um, did I did like I like that they mentioned it anyway. It's with Disney and these companies, like it's like you got almost have to celebrate every little inch they give you, and it's not a lot. Like probably like. The, character it just sucks that they keep so, making such a big deal out like of one it of those, without actually doing yeah it. unless they have like a movie with like the main character is is gay and is that their relationships and all of that is all like a part main part of their flagship film it does feel kind of like see we did it we put their the, like the whole entire vibe of disney is that it should be totally fine right but financially they're worried that they're going to lose a huge chunk of money and so, like, the, the idea that they're not doing it for that reason makes them seem so fucking cold and callous. Sure. They're really going against all of their morals yeah, in it's order all... to, like, make money from the South. I don't sure. know. Just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird. But I'm still happy that they'll do anything. Be- anything's better than nothing, I guess. I But I wish it was more. So. Yeah. No. Um. But, yeah, back to the plot. I did like the... I loved his ship too. Mm-hmm. I liked the big, the like clunker of a ship that's like constantly needing him to hit it in the right place. And only he can make it work. But Emily Blunt actually can make it work too. Um, I like the, Oh, did you guys catch? I didn't, I didn't realize until Jamie pointed out that there's like slow, there's like slow down Metallica music in this. Really? 
in like hmm. the flashbacks and stuff, it's Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. And it turns out they wrote it. Like for the Dis- Disney movie, Metallica came back and redid their song. Weird. For this. Yeah. I had no idea. No idea. Yeah, it's like, and nothing else matters. And it doesn't have like the lyrics. It's just like the music going. And sure. was like, that's Metallica. And I was like, oh, weird. I wonder who covered Metallica for the soundtrack. Metallica. Yeah, I wonder how quick uh, Lars Ulrich tried to sue Disney. <laughs> yeah, he watched the movie. He was like, who the fuck used my music? Like, you put, you. <laughs> you, you it. recorded this. Oh, huh? can we sue ourselves? <laughs> yeah, do a takedown. I'm going to have to uh, reinstall Napster and, and get that song because I don't remember it in the, in the movie. Um, did you, did either of you see the, the twist coming? So spoilers for the movie, the twist that, uh, rock is actually brothers with the main bad guy and that he is one of the cursed, you know, people who has to be like stuck on the river. He kind of hints at it a little bit earlier in the movie. Like he plants a line that kind of can lead you to believe in like, in maybe a second, like I've I've been doing this for a long time. And it's like, well, everyone says that about, right. But I think he, was I not? Was I not paying attention? Was he his brother? I thought he was just uh, like. I thought he was crew. like his comrade. Was he his actual brother? I thought he was his brother. Okay, maybe I thought so. You were making a joke about uh, uh, Fast and the Furious again. No, you'll know. Hey, brother. you'll know when I'm making a joke about Fast and the Furious. All right, my friend, <laughs> family. Will you'll know? Um, yeah. So they he is a member. He was also a member of this this crew as they were going through the jungle. And he got cursed at the same time. And so he he drops a line where he says something like, you know, I'm like, I'll never leave the river or something like maybe like 20 minutes before the reveal. Yeah, um, like, this is where I'm stuck now. Like, yeah, I have to, I'm always going to be here. Like. And so I didn't I was kind of genuinely surprised about the reveal. Like, you know, it was only upon like thinking about that. I was like, oh, that line makes sense from earlier. But um, I, I hadn't considered I, it. I would have been surprised. Uh, but Amy Nicholson did ruin it oh. on Blank Check, the episode I was listening to. Oh, oh that's bummer. Um, which was annoying. Uh, <clears throat> and it's also like, in the grand scheme of things, it's like Disney Jungle Cruise, so it's like, not a big deal. But like, I was going to watch the movie, and I just feel like the point she was making could have been made about mm, a character in a movie that wasn't a brand new release. Right. So it was like, kind of like, yeah, like, blah, 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 and The Rock is immortal. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, Name any other movie where someone is like immortal or something. I don't know. Right. Like, don't I? And it's like been a running thing on the I love that podcast. It's a running thing. Not a, you know, I don't really care. And I'm not mad at Amy Nicholson or anything, but it was just kind of like, yeah. ah, come on. Like, this just like it was on the cusp of coming out, you know, for everyone to watch right. on Disney Plus. So it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. So I could not go into it sort of keeping those things in mind when I was watching, um, which is maybe like a different perspective, but, um, I did like that twist. I did like that he goes, because <laughs> not only does he get like stabbed, it's punk, punk, punk. As he's like falling yeah, down this like, thing, he Homer hits like style, like falls down the gorge and like hits, hits every rock on the way, everything down. on the like, way down, every branch, every he rock. loves his rocks. Yeah. That's true. It is a part of his contract. He has to hit a rock, um, rock on rock. action. <laughs> yeah. I, that was brutal. And I, I was like, well, he's probably like, there will be some reveal that he's fine. I didn't quite, guess that it'd be oh he's one of them and he's immortal i was just like oh they got I me like that element of it yeah for sure yeah did you guys like the other five twists that it turned out all the the uh trouble that they were in was actually the rock setting setting up the trouble that happened like five times right so like while they're oh, on the like, cruise because they like... get captured by like the natives at one point or a different group of natives and he's basically like 
they're going to eat us. Like, they're going to eat us completely. And then it turns out it's like friends of his that speak English and, you know, right. don't, and then aren't be- savages before, or whatever. Before that, the jaguar comes and attacks them and he fights mm-hmm. them off in the thing. That's a, yeah. And then it well, turns out it was him. <clears throat> well, and she tells, he tells Lily later, like, oh, I set up that fight with a jaguar to make myself look like a badass. Like, and I, mm-hmm. and I, and I've actually had different jaguars, you know, for years and years and years. And uh, she's like, can I believe anything? And he's like, no, not a single thing about right. I just just tell tall tales to kind of make my business work and get along out here. But so. she does eventually trust him. So <laughs> nuts to that idea. It was sort of a, um, if you guys have seen Kung Fu Panda 3, <laughs> it was this sort of a... <laughs> you had me up until you said three. <laughs> the word Kung. Um, there's the the thing of like, they they get kind of like isn't it they like kind of get lost in the jungle and then like the tribe finds them and like heals them with the the plant and then like they turn on them and are like give us the secret of the plant are and, you like, still talking about kung they... fu panda 3 is that like i'm talking about both of them this okay. is what happens in both movies but like yeah like the conquistador basically is like ah oh, thanks for saving me ah uh, if you there's won't a... give me the secret i'm gonna there's a conquistador in kung fu panda 3 <laughs> <laughs> wow only the only thing that would have made it better jungle cruise bars it's... a lot from a similar thing happens where it's like a village takes people in and is like, here, we've healed you. And then they're like, oh, I hope I can learn how to do this healing thing sometime. And it's like, no, just be patient. And then in both movies, it's like, fuck patience. I'm mad and homicidal now. And it's like, okay, like you, you blew it. Um, so I just thought that was like a weird, a weird, it's just what happens with villains in movies, but it's just like frustrating. Cause it's like, ah, I have to find this secret plant that can heal stuff. Oh, we're, we're gonna, we're dying trying to find it. Oh, you're healing us with a plant. Will you tell us a secret? It's like, yeah, just be, just be patient. We'll help you out. It's like, huh, I'm not waiting. <laughs> I did like uh, yeah, I kill you first. It, it kind of made a bit more sense in this case. Like, it is frustrating, but like, he also had family that he needed it for. Excuse so me, he had what? Him that he was, huh? He had what? Family. Oh my gosh, is that, are you gonna make a fast and furious joke now? Let's hear it. Yeah, you said it. I. No, no comment That's necessary. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. So, yeah, he, he has a daughter who is uh, sick. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're not healing her. And so he needs to get that to bring back to her before she perishes. Yes. Yeah. But, like, it, it's. Yeah. Well, he should it, just be patient. To the point where he's willing to, like, kill a bunch of other innocent people to do it. It's just kind of, like, wild. So it was also it was like the rock wanted to save her, too. The the really interesting so the the end of the movie is there's a there's a tree where they have to get a petal from and the petal can be used to to like create medicines to basically like cure all diseases and she gets one petal like you know the the ticking clock of she finally gets a petal it's the last one but Rock sacrifices himself he gets turned into stone so she uses the petal to unrock the rock. And it's basically like, fuck the world. Like, let's get the rock back here. And like, it was just kind of like a, like, I you get, I get the sacrifice. done the same thing. You, you get it. Cause you would have done the same for Dwayne. I do anything from exactly. Um, but it was just, it was just sort of like a funny, like, Oh, I guess the rest of the world doesn't matter as long as she gets her hunky man back. Um, but as it turns out, she lucked out and the little bit of, moonshine came through a different crack and she got a pedal anyways to save the world but i did think it was very funny that she was just like oh well i'm in love with this guy so i guess we'll have to figure out 
isn't this another lesson in patience? Like, doesn't that moon come around? I think it had often? to be on that certain. I think it had to be that night. Did it? I thought so. But the the, the way Maybe. that they were all like, we have to do it now. It has to be now. I thought like that was indicating or maybe like the moon only appears over that like portal at a certain right. time or something like that i, I think um, they mentioned it has to be a certain type of moon but like moon come it's phases it obviously has been working in the past that in fact the city in the in the past uh had that tree going 24 7 it seemed like so there's got to be a way yeah should have figured it out Pati- you're right I mean, patience maybe, maybe that be the next movie yeah um, this has got to be a franchise, right, from here on out? Um, could be. Um, I did like uh, the ending when Rock is in England. He looked so funny in his suit. He's just, so it's funny. so funny to see him in, like, normal clothes because he is just a ginormous person. But to see him in, like, old-timey clothes and, like, an old motor car was, yeah, that was very fun. People of that size did not exist back in that time <laughs> the people no. should have been horrified seeing him like he should yeah. be like a like a circus freak he'd, he'd, he'd eat no. an entire farmer's market worth of uh you know vegetables and stuff it would, he, he could would eat get. an entire farmer's market full of uh circus freaks because <laughs> honestly they had they had strong men back then and they nothing like that yeah yeah um, i mean he at least should have been wearing like a singlet or something would you guys would you guys want to see a sequel to this movie um, I feel like there's there's probably there it has legs. I feel like they could have in the style of the mummy like another adventure where they go off and do something. Rock would be less imper or less impervious this time, so that would be you know. Remember, Lily, I'm not invincible anymore. Yeah, she's like shooting at Getting, him. Yeah, yeah, shooting at a guy's behind him, and he's like, "Don't did you forget?" <laughs> um, because I, I I kind of I find Rock to be he's obviously prolific. He's in a lot of stuff. And I find him to be kind of sexless personally. I don't feel like he has a lot of like, uh, just the the kind of sex appeal I'm I think of with a leading man. And while I liked his chemistry with Emily Blunt, I wasn't getting as much of like the romantic vibes as much as I was just like a mutual respect and sure. stuff like that. And I, I like I still liked them together, but it's just like a little less believable of a thing for me. Um, so what I'm saying is more kissing in the next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gross. Um, no, I mean, that's just my opinion. And I, but I, I liked them together. Uh, like you said, Andrew, I think they worked well together and yeah, it was just like a pleasant surprise. I feel like, I feel like they, it's easy to point at something like this and be like, oh, I can't believe Disney's, Disney is still making, you know, movies based on like, you know, rides I've made and stuff like that. But I'll take this over like a live action remake of one of their animated films or something like that. Yeah. I think this is the, a more fun way to go where there's just like a story that you could fill in and kind of create. And I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah. Max, what about you? I'll only watch it if it directly parallels fires of the Caribbean too. Oh, if like they, the next bad guy is like a squid faced Bill Nighy. I actually forget what happens. I guess that already happened in this one. So Ah, forget about it. No, I don't want to see any more of this. <laughs> they can't I, do it. A pirate I mean, runs into the conquistador and he's like, "Wow, you 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 turned your henchmen into like different like elements of the jungle? Huh? It's a good idea. Good idea." <laughs> I I might watch another one. I'm not itching for it. I guess is yeah. uh, where I land on this. How about you, Andrew? I'm fine. I'm fine with this if it's just this one movie. I I don't think it needs a sequel. I 
probably I would watch a sequel, to be honest. But I think it's, um, I do think it would probably be a little less as a sequel. Not that you know whatever this movie is fine on its own and it doesn't take away from the movie, but I don't think it's a movie that needs a sequel and you'd probably get diminishing returns the more you do it, but mm-hmm. I'd still see it, but yeah. I don't know. I think they should really turn uh, Galaxy's Edge into a, a, a movie. I would watch that. Give it a, yeah. yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, you listening? <laughs> Something in that universe, whatever that. Yeah, what is I'm it? unfamiliar with the source material. The Wonder Woman director lost her Rogue One movie, right? So maybe she can get started on the Batu film. Did she? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. She oh, seems I'm sorry. Really... I say lost like she did got canceled or did something. I just think they took it off the like release schedule. Oh, gotcha. That and the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Fucking oh, suck. what a shame. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's because no, he needs more movies. He, they're yeah. going to give him a six, uh, six movies. Hey, I, get, let him do six uh, Knives Out movies. Fine. That's great. He... Lightsabers out. <laughs> Um, I, I, my genuine hope, Max, is that he gets to do Star Wars movies that are way in the past or way in the future and are less tied to the main chronology of the movies. Because I know we differ on our opinion, but I like what he did with Star Wars, and I would, but I would love to see it even more original, more disconnected from some of the established. Stuff. I think I, w- I think I would prefer that, but I would just really. Oh, like- you would love you love it already. Okay, good. <laughs> Andrew, end the episode right now. It would be nice if he got his his true dream to work on a Battlestar Galactica movie instead. That would be. Oh, nice. does he really like Battlestar? I believe so because oh. he he made a Battlestar movie uh, instead of Star Wars when he had the chance. Oh yeah. boy! Anyways, that'll do it for our review of Jungle Cruise. Everybody, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>